This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. John Jastrzemski! Here on this Friday evening, it is DJ After Dark, John Jastrzemski. We're guiding you through the next three and a half hours right here on the fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. We welcome in one of my favorite golf partners, the great Paul Rosenberg, who is with us across the way, figuratively, on the other side of the glass. Considering I'm doing the uh, show from the uh, apartment in Brooklyn. But you get my drift. Bobby Usler, Mr. Maddie's got the update at the top of every hour. And we're with you right up until 2 o'clock. Extra hour tonight. Then we turn it over to Sally Licata. Where else? The fan right here in New York City. And it wasn't pretty for the Brooklyn Nets. But remember when one of the early season narratives was the Nets can't beat Losing teams. Heard that a lot. Remember those games early in the year? That's kind of a thing in the past now. I mean, the Nets beat everybody. They got 44 points from James Harden again. No Kyrie Irving. And I had a feeling... See, I don't get involved with props. I I don't. It's not something I like to do. I know Rosie will dabble from time to time. I know... When we have Jared Smith and Ariel Epstein, they love telling you about all the props in the NFL and whatever. It's just not for me. It's not my cup of tea. Teach his own, each your own, you know. No shame in that. But if I were doing like a gambling show today, like if I went on like you better, you bet, I would have been all over Blake Griffin props. Because you had a sense that Steve Nash was going to play him a lot against his former team, that they were going to try to get him the ball, and that they were going to try to get him going. And he had a productive game. Five of eight from the field, two of two from three, 17 points. Played well. That's basically the most you can expect out of Blake Griffin at this stage in his career. And it's amazing what Blake Griffin has kind of morphed into over the last few years and the way his body has betrayed him in many different ways. But listen, I think he came to the Brooklyn Nets beyond just the uh, beautiful real estate. That is, you know, around Brooklyn Bridge Park and around the Barclays Center and Park Slope. No, I I think he likes a good cup of coffee. I think he likes a good meal. But I think more importantly, Blake Griffin wanted to go and win an NBA championship and believes that here in Brooklyn he has a chance to do so. So if Blake in a playoff game or two can give you a moment like that, it's going to be worth bringing him in for the veterans minimum. Now, the big news of the day, and I have to admit, I'm waking up 
minding my own business, was actually looking at apartments, so I didn't even have my phone on me. It was in my pocket. I wasn't paying attention. I get a call. Walking out of the apartment. Did you see what the Dolphins did? And I was like, no. I, I, I didn't. I haven't been on Twitter. I haven't been on social media. I have no idea what's going on. And it's around 11.45, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So I go and I take a look on Twitter. And I see the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers make a trade involving the third pick, the 12th pick, the Dolphins picking up multiple ones and a third-round pick, and I'm also a Tzigini. I didn't have a particular player in mind for Miami with the third pick in the draft. I'm always about the idea of accumulating as many assets as possible, especially on a team that drafted a quarterback last year. Dolphins weren't going to be in on fields. Dolphins weren't going to be in on Mac Jones. So I said, great. They got a bunch of first-round picks. The Niners now with three can be in a position where they go and get their quarterback, and that's exactly what they're going to do. The Niners will take a quarterback. What they decide regarding Jimmy Garoppolo remains to be seen. They could give this quarterback a redshirt year, let Garoppolo play. If they're doing well, he waits. They're doing poorly, you put the young quarterback in. You got options. I don't kind of see the path, at least yet, for 2021 of Jimmy Garoppolo finding his way to New England. Like, I... I feel like that was the narrative that was cooking all over the place. Oh, Jimmy G's going to New England. It makes too much sense. I don't see it that way. I think they're going to hold on to him for this year. I think long-term it means that Jimmy G's days as a 49er are probably numbered. So it happens when you go and take a quarterback at three. But the Niners and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were going to be aggressive. They were super, super aggressive. But... The wheeling and dealing didn't stop there because the Dolphins basically decided that, you know what? We are going to be NFL day traders. That's what we're going to do today, folks. We are going to be NFL day traders and basically play the draft market like you're playing the stock market. They make that terrific deal with the Niners. They get all these picks in return, but they're kind of in a position where they're saying, okay, We want to go and get a playmaker, I think, or maybe an offensive tackle at the top half of this draft. And we don't feel great about staying at 12. They call the Philadelphia Eagles. And basically what happens is the Dolphins and the Eagles swap picks. The Dolphins go from 12 back to 6. They swap another pick. They give Philadelphia a future first-round pick. And basically, Miami, long story short, not to confuse anybody who's out there listening and saying, what the hell is JJ talking about? Do I need to like take notes and jot down things to try to make sense of all this NFL wheeling and dealing? No, you don't have to do anything in a sort. Here's what it boils down to. The Dolphins got an additional first-round pick and a third-round pick to move down Three spots. That's genius, genius front office maneuvering. 
No other way around it. It's absolutely genius. And I've been very complimentary of what Chris Greer has done over the last few years. And think about what they turned that Laramie Tunsil pick into. The pick they made a couple of years ago. They basically turned that sucker into four first-round picks. That is insanity for a tackle. And I like Tunsil. I think he's good. I think he's really good. As he said to Greer when he got traded, he said, man, oh, made that trade for me too. And I'm giddy because my Dolphins, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a third-round pick. Next year, first-round pick from the Niners. Now, they swapped. Remember, Dolphins and Niners swapped first next year. So I'll be rooting like crazy against the Niners, full disclosure. Second-round pick, two third-round picks. 2023, first-round pick, first-round pick from San Fran, second and a third. That's how you build a team, folks. I'm not saying it's a guarantee it's going to work. I'm not guaranteeing that two is going to be, you know, the top three or five quarterback in the sport. I like his chances to be successful with the way they're putting the, uh, you know, the pieces and everything around them. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Now, all of this wheeling and dealing, what does it mean from a New York Jets standpoint? The way I read today, Miami making this move with San Francisco. San Francisco moving up in the draft, not to two, moving to three. It leads me to believe the New York Jets are absolutely, positively taking Zach Wilson. That's the conclusion I have drawn. Wouldn't they be in on this sort of trade? You would think. You telling me the Jets now are going to trade out of the pick? What, and trade to Denver? Or trade it to Carolina? I just find that hard to believe. If the Jets stay where they're at it too, they're taking a quarterback. I think it's really as simple as that. If the Jets move out of that pick, sure. You could sell me on the idea that they're going to go and play Sam Donald for another year. Now, they may play Sam Donald for another year in a fantasy world, keeping Wilson, even though I wouldn't do that. To me, I go and draft Wilson. I want him playing. I want him on the field immediately. That's the advantage you have with a rookie quarterback. I talk about it all the time. It's that narrative of building the team from the ground up with the quarterback making no money. It's just good business. It's what smart teams do. And the good ones do it the right way. Doesn't mean it always is going to work. Could end up with a Mitch Trubisky. Could end up with this guy. Could end up with that guy. Doesn't mean it's always going to work. But that's the way to handicap it. That's the way to handle it. And I think for a lot of Jet fans, if you were dialed in to the pro day, and I'm not one of these guys that gushes over pro days. To me, it's a whole lot to do about nothing, but I'm not a scout. 
I'm not a general manager. That's not my job. I I'm not going to go crazy over a guy in basketball shorts like me, not getting hit, throwing the ball over the place. I'm sorry. It just doesn't excite me. If it excites you, more power to you. I don't want to rain on your parade. I I'm in good spirits tonight. I had a good meal. I had a good run. Syracuse is playing tomorrow. Trust me, I'm in a very, very good mood. So I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. So if you're in the pro days, do you. Enjoy. You only live once. Only live once. But I think they're taking Wilson. And I think the Jets will set up their new foundation with a quarterback, an additional first-down pick, and that is how they will hit the ground running, I believe, in 2021 with the BYU quarterback ready to rock and roll. And the way I see it, that's the right way to do it. If they are enamored and they are in love with Zach Wilson, you take him. You do it. Too many ifs. Too many questions. Too many what ifs, the way I see it, when it comes to Sam Donald with the Jets. Strikes me as the guy who will be far better suited getting a change of scenery somewhere else. Far better suited. But a pretty crazy day in the NFL. You know, the NFL never used to have trades like this. Never. Like, I go back 15, 20 years ago. Trades like this didn't happen a month before the draft. No, they never happened. Maybe on draft day. You know, you had the Ricky Williams trade, I remember. Obviously, you remember the Giants and the move up to go and get Eli Manning. You know, Marco Belletti was talking about it with me the other day. He was rooting for Robert Gallery. And there were a lot of Giant fans who felt that way. Want to stick with Terry, uh, Kerry Collins after two years ago they were in the playoffs. And back in 2000, they were in the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I mean, every year we get trades like this. The Colts and the Jets made one. The year the Jets ended up taking Donald. The Rams, I, I want to say, and the Eagles, I want to say. Made similar moves with um, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. It's like March Madness in the NFL. We needed it. I mean, we don't have NCAA tournament games today. So we needed a little March Madness. We got it. I love what the Dolphins did. The Niners are taking a quarterback. Garoppolo is not going back to New England. And last but not least, I think Zach Wilson's going to be in the ER chat. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.